Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the depletions to the Chiefs wide receiver core. Uh, Joe, we've, of course, though, been texting back and forth about the NCAA tournament down to the Final Four. You know, an interesting note I've been really impressed by Jay Wright, who's making his kind of media debut as a studio analyst, uh, during, and he's been really good. So have you been giving your neighbor, was it your vacation neighbor, were you giving him media tips? Is that why he's so I was t- tell him how to get, I think Jay can handle himself pretty well. <laughs> he, didn't need a, he didn't need a whole lot of uh, tutelage from me, for sure. Uh, he's pretty darn good at handling himself in front of me. But no, he, he's really doing a great job. You know, he, he's... Uh, you know, he's such a well-spoken guy. He's in tune to what's going on. And, you know, I think, I think the thing with, you know, with Jay, um, you know, obviously I think he just, you know, look, he's the kind of coach. I, th- I don't think he really wanted to participate in this whole one and done thing. I th- I, th- I think he, he and just, and I L stuff and the transfer. Just, he was just, yeah. Like, you know, I think he, he loved getting players, uh, you know, out of high school that weren't maybe five-star building teams around, you know, good chemistry and good fundamentals. And that's what he did. And and I think just the tides of basketball are changing. I mean, you look at last year's final four, if I'm not mistaken, was it KU, Duke, North Carolina, and Villanova, right? Talk about some blue bloods. So, but then look at this year. Yeah. Right. I mean, not that, and then, and I think there's some arguments of, of why UConn's not in that category since they'll be, you know, maybe going for their fifth, Mm-hmm. um NCAA championship so you know they they could possibly be starting to be in those conversations but nonetheless I mean they're still this year relatively low seed they usually are a relatively low seed when they come out um so I, I guess you know you could you could argue whether or not they're a blue blood or not but you look at the other schools and you're like wow how how fast things can change and maybe it's all this transfer portal stuff I mean just totally. you look at you look at K-State right and um, I'm sure a lot there's a lot of our Chiefs listeners are, are K-State fans um, you know you look at them and they had 10 players on their roster that were not on the team when they started so as fresh and did not start with K-State as freshmen so right. um, all, all their starters so it's just this whole transfer portal thing it's almost becoming like like free agency almost so i don't know i don't want to be a wet blanket but it's and that is going to be that is a perfect segue that normally i would go right to to our our chief free agency but joe i'm trying to remember the the jay wright connection was it you saw him at a vacation or a vacation or ocean city new jersey yeah neighbors down down in ocean city new jersey yeah yeah so he's uh he's a big uh jersey shore guy so um and we see him on the boardwalk and 
see him at church and, you know, see him around, uh, around town. So yeah, he's, and he still goes, he still goes to the beach all the time when he's there and, you know, he'll be out there kayaking and body surfing, ocean surfing. So yeah, he's uh he's, he's, a, he's a Jersey shore guy for sure. Well, McCall Hardman is going out East too. Maybe not the Jersey Philly area, but the New York area, Joe, uh, that was the segue. After I ruined your free agent segue, I had a. That, that, <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I was working it. I was working it. But yeah, I mean, you know, whew, you know, Jeff, we always talk about it always seems to be like a focus on one position, doesn't it? Like every time we think like things are solid in certain areas, right? Um, bam. Like now it's now we're going to be talking about wide receiver for a, a while, right? I mean, Totally, because it's not just McColl. The Chiefs have now lost him, and Juju Smith-Schuster also went back east, the same division, to the New England Patriots. So the Chiefs are down to MVS, Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney uh, as guaranteed kind of receivers. Joe, what's your level of concern about the wide receiver situation, or, or is there not? I mean, considering who we have throwing to him. To them. Well, I mean, I think it all comes down to, you know, staying healthy, right? Kadarius Toney can, can stay healthy. Um, you know, I, 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 I would like to hear more about Justin Watson. I, th- I thought, you know, I, you know, just put the Cole Quaker, you know, Penn alumni stuff aside, you know, I thought he did everything they asked him to do. I mean, I, I think he, he made some big catches when he needed to make them. He, he didn't, you know, seem like, um, you know, he never really mentally cost them anything. And, and I, I would like to see, I would like to see him get into those discussions. You know, I would like to see him uh, as somebody that, that, that maybe, you know, Patrick can build, you know, a possession slot receiver around, um, you know, around that, in that offense. So I'm, 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 I'm see. you know, we're talking about this a little bit off air and uh, it's weird. He might be a guy who maybe a little bit later on, he wants to weigh his offers and might sign later, whether it's with the chiefs or somebody else, but, Joe, boy, was he dependable, and was he a guy – you mentioned uh, Kadarius Tony, who's so talented but has injury issues, Sky Moore just in the second year. Justin Watson, I feel, was just so dependable. He's always yeah. healthy. When they had issues with kickoff punt returns, they could always go to Justin Watson. Like, he's just consistent and reliable. With a lot of up people, he'd, he'd be a nice guy to have in that receiver core. Yeah, I mean, he could be, you know, if I, look, I hope it's the Chiefs because I think he he really fit into the scheme well. I think Patrick really, uh, you know, really likes him. He talked mm-hmm. about him a lot, especially early on. And right. as the season was progressing, he was, you know, he was out there doing his thing. And obviously bringing Darius Tony, you know, was was something because they were they were trying to go for that little bit of that wow factor, right? Um, that that did you know ultimately help them. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just anxious to see where it goes for Justin because I think he um, he's just such a good kid and and he's just you know he's he's like you said he's dependable, he's solid, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it it plays out for him because you know if it's if it's not Kansas City, I know he's going to fit in somewhere really well. Um, the way that he fit in this year with the Chiefs, I mean he obviously. Um, you know, he, he just, he learned the system quickly and he made himself, I, I thought, you know, made a, made a nice name for himself in Kansas city. So let's hope it, let's hope it works out and, and that we can solidify this thing. I know, I know there's some talk about possibility of, you know, drafting in the first round, uh, of receiver. I know there's a little bit, a little bit of talk about that. Some of the name that's been, or one of the names I, I know that that's been bannied, bannered about is Quentin Johnson, Johnson from TCU. So, that could be, you know, he's got the speed, he's got the size, he could play inside, he could play slot. Um, 
he definitely was, you know, extremely productive in, in sure. college. He, he's, yeah. he's, he, he makes people miss, um, you know, that could be something that maybe Brett Veach is, is really working, working his way on and, and seeing if that's that one piece now that they've, they were, they've been able to, you know, really, uh, solidify some other, you know, spots. Right. I mean, I think we, we've got obviously a couple things to do on the offensive line, um, obviously we're solid in some other places, uh, defensive line is, it seems to be really short up. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's something they do in the draft is go after that, um, you know, go after that wide receiver that he, that they need. And maybe go after a couple guys, you know, the more kind of throw enough darts up there. Um, and there's obviously some talk, you know, that DeAndre Hopkins might get traded. He's another guy. There might be guys available by be a trade. We'll talk a little bit more about the, uh, wide receiver depth and and options after the the break, Joe. But I I'm actually not too worried. Just last year, seeing I was very worried, you know, after the Tyreek Hill trade, and just seeing that they can kind of bring in anybody with with, with Mahomes. <laughs> I'm really yeah. not, not too worried. And I the other thing too is Veach seems like he's always got a plan. I I remember the first year they overhauled the defense, and everyone's like, oh God, what are they doing? Um, they they traded away all these guys, you know, Justin Houston's not going to be back. They trade away D Ford. This defense is nobody in all along. He had a, he, he had a plan of who was going to bring in with uh, Frank Clark and, and what he, what he was going to do. So it's like, I think this is all very calculated. I think they had a certain amount. Um, they wanted to pay these guys, Juju Smith, Schuster. And but in particular, it sounds like they wanted back just not quite for what the uh, Patriots uh, were willing to pay him. Yeah, the 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 you know Brett Feach and the Chiefs and and you know obviously working with Andy and and everybody that they have working that cap. I mean they they have a they put a value and a, and sort of I'll I'll probably using this term incorrectly, but they put a cost benefit analysis. It seems like on every player that they say, well, you know, for that amount of money and what they brought to the table, we can get we can get more value out of the money or get more quality um, or quantity. Sometimes they're looking at quantity for the, you know, for the dollar. Sometimes they're looking at quality for the dollar. So they do a really good job of balancing that all out. I mean, they, they, you know, I get, you got to give them a lot of credit, Jeff, because I think you're, you're spot on when you say that, that, that from, from where we were thinking about, they were, you know, two years ago and then last year and the positions they were, they were, uh, that were vacating on the team, you know, guys were just stepping up and and getting it done. So, you know, you're right. Brett Feach always seems to have a plan. To your point about putting a uh, monetary value on each player and not willing, being willing to go beyond that. We mentioned this uh pot or two ago. Again, it reminds you of kind of the Patriot way, you know, that they're not going to overspend that they have their Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, and they're just going to put pieces around them and they're going to, but they're going to do it at, at their yeah. price, which I think is a really smart way to go about it. Yeah, but they, and they have the scheme too, Jeff. I mean, you know, they've they've got the scheme that they're right. You know, we've right. said this a ton. We've yeah. said this a ton, right, on the pod. Like, they've got they've got a, an uncanny ability to match the play, playbook to the players and the players to the playbook. And and I think that's to me that's really the secret sauce. And I think that's what you know the really really great coaches do that they can they they have a scheme that you know they can really take the talent of their players and make it work and they don't try to jam 
you know, the players into their playbook. They really do a good job of, of adapting. I mean, this, this team, you know, always looks a little bit different in the place that they run each and every year. Great point there, Joe. Well, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, conference championships, right through Final Four and Championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Uh, and, and Joe, it's it's funny to think about the uh, wide receiver position. The Legion of Zoom uh, is no more. That 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 the what the core that brought them that for Super Bowl it was all about speed. You had Tyree Kill, mm-hmm. you had Sammy Watkins, McCall Hardman. Um, it'll be interesting to replace. See if they replace some of that um, in the draft. You, you mentioned uh, Quinton Johnson, who I think would be a great pick. But there's guys like Hyatt of Tennessee, who's a real burner. Um, I'm also intrigued, not necessarily from, well, one of these guys has a lot of speed. I'm going to, I'm also intrigued by the Rosses, uh, Joe, Justin and John Ross, uh, Justin basically did a redshirt year as he sat out doing, doing an injury following a successful, but injury play career at, uh, Clemson. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, maybe, maybe Red Veach knows something there. Maybe he, he knows that Justin Ross is capable of more of an impact. The other guy that's really intriguing, Joe, John Ross. He was a former first-round pick of the Bengals, ran a 4-2-2 in the 40 at the NFL Combine. Now, he's been pretty much a bust. You don't get drafted that highly and, you know, just kind of flame out like he did without some issues. But, Joe, he was picked ninth overall before, wait for it, some guy named Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) How crazy is that? In the 2017 NFL draft. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, you know, it's so, it's fun. It's, it's always fun to go back and look at the drafts, right? <laughs> to see where players who ultimately end up, you know, end up having great careers and are real contributors and, and some, sometimes where players go. And then sometimes they hit it spot on and somebody gets picked at a spot that, that really meets the, uh, meets their talent. So, yeah, that, that is always an interesting one to go back and look. I mean, obviously I'll bring him up, but, you know, since he did retire this year is, you know, Tom Brady's probably the classic, right? Mm -hmm. We can, you could have conversations just, just about him, you know, about all the players that went, went before he did that uh, never even, never even saw the field of a, of a Super Bowl, um, you know, Super Bowl championship game. So, um, you know, pretty amazing um, when you can look at that and that's, you know, but, you know, I guess, what do you think's left, Jeff? I mean, do you see anybody else that they could be going after? I mean, I, I don't, I'm not really big on the OBJ, OBJ thing. I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, Odell Beckham is, uh, I don't know that, 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 that I, don't, I don't, I think he would distract from the chemistry of the team myself. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it'd be like, um, there are guys out there. I don't think OBJ is the, like you said, I think it's, too much of a risk without enough. I mean, he's a very talented player, but like I, I think the Chiefs don't need. I think they can kind of just uh, plug holes. Um, yeah, I, I think there's even some guy. I was hoping they they would have targeted um, Adam Thielen. I thought he was an interesting guy. Of course, he signed with the uh, 
with the the Panthers, but but there are guys out there. Um, one guy I'm I'm intrigued with. You know, they had so, so much success with Kadarius Tony, a former Giants receiver. Kenny Galladay is out there. There's, there's uh, who was really good with the Lions and and like he had like Tony an extreme disappointment with the Giants, who was like Tony seeing very little action. So there there are guys out there. I there's, there's trades. Um, and I am intrigued by the the Rosses. Joe, so are you? Are you could one level one to ten? Ten sound the alarms. We're in deep trouble. One not concerned at all. We're the Chiefs. We'll be fine. What, what's your level? What, what what's your level of concern from a receiver perspective? Uh, so ten being ten being sound the alarm. Um, I probably I'm at like a I'm at like a six right now. Okay, because because I think it's you know I I'm not ready to push the panic button and go all the way to a full 10 and panic. But I just, I would like to see them shore it up. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I don't want it to go too long, but I mean, obviously we still have the draft. So, right. you know, but you know, we see. And it's still more, and it's still March too. You know, yeah. there's like so much time for uh, acquisitions and, and things like that. And so much time for that. Yeah. Maybe even a trade, who knows, but right. you know, you, you know, you never know, but I mean, you look at some of these dollars that some of these wide receivers, holy cow. I mean, some of the contract values of, you know, $44 million for Alan Lazard. I mean, whew, you know, that's, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers, 33 million, Juju 25. I mean, this is some big, some big, big dollars out there at the yeah. top. And then, and then it drops off pretty quickly. Once you get past like Darius Slate and sign that, you know, um, he signed that $12 million deal. And then, and after that, it dropped, it does drop down a little bit um, where there's not as much of the, you know, the big dollars out there. And I know, I know, I know a lot of people were getting on McCole Hardman for, you know, for the four and a half million dollar deal that, that he signed with the jets. And, you know, people were wondering whether or not he should just retire. I'm like, I think I'd take the four and a half million uh, if it were me. Um, but, you know, there's, um, there's, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't know. I, just, I would like them to shore it up. So I'm, I'm at about a six right now. I'm not, mm-hmm. not full. I'm not full on uh, pushing the panic button, but I would like to see them shore it up and, and maybe, cause I'm, I don't know, receivers uh, impact players right away. It's, you know, from a, from at the, in the draft, from a draft perspective, it doesn't seem like it's a, a place to go. If That's you want true. somebody to well, make an immediate impact. That, that's it. That's a great point that receivers are that's often a position that doesn't translate into instant success um, quite as often, even the players who are really good. I think that's changing a little bit as colleges get more and more pass friendly, but, but that's still a, uh, a great point. And I think Kadarius Tony, like what a smart acquisition that was. I mean, he, my mind, he basically won them a Super Bowl, if nothing else. Uh, but I think there are concerns with him and just given his injury history, he reminds me a little bit of Percy Harvin, Joe, that mm-hmm. a guy uber talented, great after the catch. They're both from Florida. They're both like kind of they're the receivers, but they're kind of running backs and stuff. They had a little bit of a checkered pass. Percy Harvin actually, he had a lot of issues, but he helped win the Seahawks in Super Bowl. He, he had a big play, uh, a touchdown, I think, against the Broncos uh, to win that one. So anyhow, I think that's a little bit my concern that like Tony, I think, is is so talented but if he's your number one i just worry how available he's going to be with injuries and and whatever else that's that's where i'm concerned that's if i have some concern that's about it's about him yeah yeah and and i mean look you know 
like you said, right? Just a recap. You got Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore, MVS. Like not a bad, not bad three right there. Yeah. Right. Um, I am, I am a, I am a little bit, you know, I am a little bit, I'm still, I'm still stuck on this Justin Watson thing. Like I'm still <laughs> disappointed that he's not getting named in some of these, you know, you read, you go online and you, you know, you Google. Yeah. He's not you know, mentioned, right. Mm-hmm. Chiefs receiver. I don't, somebody knows something that we don't know. Right. Cause they're putting, you know, they're putting uh, Amir Smith-Marset and Cornell Powell and, and the Ross, uh, you know, jo- John and Justin Ross, they're putting them all up in there. Um, before their, you know, his potential Chiefs outlook for 2023, then, then, then Justin's not even getting in the mention. Maybe it's because he's, you know, he actually is a free agent, I guess. Um, and that they're not maybe counting him in until he's signed. But I, I think that's that's why. But you're you're definitely right. It, it's weird how um, how quiet it's been. Just he did have a good year, and you haven't had heard much about him. And I'm sure he made himself. He's going to make more money than he did. Kudos to him, the, the way he performed last year. Um, I also wondered, too, I Joe, I think that might have been – he won a ring with the Buccaneers, didn't he? Is he, it, did. Um, he did. He did. He now got two rings. Part of me thinks, like, um, if I'm Justin, maybe I go just for the most – you always obviously want to win, but you've got two rings, you know, like maybe go to where you can get the, the most money. But who knows? We're certainly uh, rooting for him to be back um, on the Chiefs. To, to chase your record, to chase your record of most touchdown receptions uh, yeah. by a Chiefs player who attended Penn. So exactly, he's already he's already got the first uh, you know University of Pennsylvania player to play in a Super Bowl, which is cool. So um, you know some of the Penn greats back like Chuck Bednarik and you know some of the names oh, you, right. you have to go you have to go a little way back there. That you know obviously it wasn't the Super Bowl back mm-hmm. then, so right. it was just the NFL championship back in the, uh, you know, in the fifties and sixties. So, um, he, uh, you know, definitely, uh, is the first pen player to actually play in a super bowl, which is really cool. So I, I think that's a, a nice, but you're right. That's a great point, Jeff. He could be just thinking about, all right, got those check, check, right. Played with Tom Brady, play with Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> two super bowl rings, check, 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 check. I'm going to go cash a check at that point. So, Maybe maybe that's his mo at this point, and you couldn't blame him for that. That that's pretty cool. Uh, th- yeah, that that really is uh, pretty cool. Uh, Joe, the other thing I wanted to talk about too is just this is the week of the owners' meetings in Arizona, and I don't know if you saw this. It's it's kind of fun. I this amuses me so much. Like I I showed it to like my wife. I texted some of my friends that they always because it's like straight out of a yearbook. They make all the coaches line up. And, and and like take a picture and they do this every year. I don't know if you saw the yeah. photo. I haven't seen that, this one yet. Andy Reid is next to it's it's almost like they intentionally like Sean McVay, who's super close to 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 LaFleur or the Packers, they were, you know, coaching colleagues, like they're seated next to each other. McVay is looking all cool as in sunglasses, of course. And Andy Reid is is next to Bill, Bill Belichick. They're pretty close or kind of the two senior if you will the most two most accomplished two most senior uh you know pete carroll's in the mix too but it is it's very funny to see them all all lined up and uh so i encourage listeners to go out there and try and see if you can identify uh, all the coaches out there yeah, i know right there's been you know been uh the and these owner meetings you never know what you never know what they're they're talking about i mean i don't i'm trying to think if there's anything coming down the pike that i could think of that 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 I've heard, you know, rumors about things that might be changing or, 
you know, I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? I mean, you, you, you're thinking that we could see any new rules coming out? Any, I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking about the, the butt push, right? The right, push push right. or whatever. Right, which was a big part of uh, the Super Bowl with how he, you know, I thought about this, Joe, this, that, that rule really works against the um, Chiefs because it, it makes the Eagles were so good at, Jalen Hurts is already so good at quarterback sneaks, but he's so right. good at um, it already. And then you get a push behind him, like a, like in rugby, he's really hard to stop. Um, and the Chiefs just aren't going to quarterback sneaks after that's how Mahomes got injured. So as quarterback sneaks have become easier with this push, Chiefs are kind of more and more at a disadvantage because that's not ever going to be in their arsenal with a Mahomes, a quarterback. Kind of a, an interesting thing there. Well, and that and that whole thing with the QB sneak, I mean, you saw what Chris Jones, right? He's best defensive tackle in the league, right? If if not the best, one of the best, right, in the NFL. He's huge. He's big. He's strong. He's powerful. He, he dives over the center, over Jason Kelsey, hits Jalen Hurts right in the face mask. I mean, couldn't have hit him any more square, right? And then they still get the first down, right? So... That 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 one alone was probably, um, you know, that one alone was probably a, a, an obvious reason why they would need to relook at that rule, right? Because if it's if it's anything and a yard and a half or or maybe even two yards, I don't know what I don't know what else defenses could do, right? Because then now they're going to have to put three Chris Joneses in the middle, and then all of a sudden, obviously, then you go off tackle, right? Like. It's it, you just fake the sneak and then you, you do something else. So I don't know. I, I I'm all for aiding the runner. Like I love some of the things you can do out in the open field now with pushing a mm -hmm. runner. But man, that that whole thing with uh, with the QB sneak is I don't know how they're gonna I don't know how they're gonna enforce a, a rule change like that. Like how do you enforce if you if you allow it to happen on other parts of the field? You know, then what do you say? You say only mm -hmm. if it's less than two yards to go or something like it just be it's going to be hard. That's going to be a hard one. That, that that one's well, I'm anxious to see how that all plays out. P Peter King was talking about in his uh, Monday call that it's always a good read. And Joe is somebody who played in the trenches. I'm, I'm curious your take. Like how, he was wondering that he was talking to people like, how do you stop it? And one of them is potentially how Chris Jones went flying over another way. The other methods, one of the coaches was talking about, he was unnamed, was you try and just submarine things to go real low. Uh, another thing was just to, to try and really mess with the cadence and try and figure something out there, but not a lot of great options to to stop it. It's a pretty unstoppable play. Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting when you when you when you come across something like that in football, like what what do you do, right? Like I'm sure I'm sure if you go back in in time and you look at different developments that have happened you know offensive or defensive developments i'm sure there's been something that we can't think of right now that that has caused you know some say wow we need to change the rules because of this right um i'm sure probably early on some some things with the forward pass or you know something in the kicking game i'm sure there's been some some things that have you know people have said man that's pretty unstoppable oh here's one i remember you used to be allowed to stand on players shoulders and and they used to make um they would make uh, they would get on someone's shoulders and, and to block field goals and they would make like a wall like a human wall and they stopped that one right um, they stop they stop being able to launch yourself off of a player right you can't just jump and like jump on somebody's back and like uh -huh. launch yourself so you know 
that would be unstoppable, right? If you had players doing that kind of stuff on like field goals or something, you know, somebody literally like jumping on Chris Jones's back and like him jumping up in the air and like launching somebody to block a field goal, right? Like that would be crazy to see. So, you know, there's always going to be something on the field that's going to be quote unstoppable that you got to change the rules for. And this might just be one of them. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.